One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. That's right. All right. We happy crew, we joyfully join the fray. No daring do we wouldn't pursue, but thinking it through, that isn't the dragon way. Yeah, we thwart the enemies of the land. Storming a fort and killing for sport, with never a thought for anything like a plan. Like a plan, where the dragon friends. Not because we have friends who are dragons. Not because we're dragons who are friends It's mainly because Dungeon Friends Has different overtones We're the Dragon Friends We're the Dragon Friends Raw magic's mystical ley lines Conduits connecting places unknown Such is the magic of those that deem to unstitch the world, creating spaces within spaces through which vast powers allow adventurers to travel hitherthor to thitherthor. Words I just invented, but I'm going to go with the third take. The dragon friends have escaped Old Hill Sanatorium and travelled through a magical portal with their new friend Table, a less ambulatory adventurer than he was five minutes ago, and are only now landing with a thump on another circle, uh, runes ceasing to glow already, two slightly wet legs, all that you can see in what is otherwise a small, featureless stone room that you recognise as one of the cells underneath Daggerford Castle. It seems you are home again. There's also the body of a big dead pigeon. Oh yeah. yeah. Sorry. <laughs> you land and the, two, the the legs are the second most horrifying thing because the yes, the figure of chair slumps down blood geysering from his neck as he dies. Also sorry, I was out uh, at the back dying. Did he put his head in the He put his head out of the portal. Oh yeah, yeah you don't want to do that. Okay. Oh, in his case he did. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Oh, jealous, sir. Oh. How does Table feel about that? Oh, he's, je- he's like, oh, some people have all the luck. Hey. <laughs> and he sticks his head just on the edge of the portal. No, 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 because I've still got him. Nah. No, no, Table. And also the magic doesn't seem to work. It seems to be a one-way trip here. This is an old portal that connected the sanatorium to the castle. It's not one that you knew about, so it's obviously older than your relationship with Brackenfall. Does that pigeon have any, like, treasure or anything? <laughs> Let he me had, reassemble his character sheet. He had all the stuff he stole from um, the. He had a, yes, he had, he had a whistle. prayer beads, a symbol of Ilmata. He had a nice whistle, stuff. yeah, you're right. He had an amulet, he had vestments, he had 
a staff, a water skin torch, tinderbox, 50 feet of rope, you know, the usual. And no, I'm, I'm afraid to say only the prayer beads. Are you robbing a corpse? I'm a dragon friend, aren't I? It feels... It feels different when it's a fellow adventurer, though, doesn't it? Does it? <laughs> okay, are you happy to just let them rifle through his... Yeah. He won. Dave, can I hear um, our crazy captor guy, the painter? Is he is he down the hall? Yeah, you can you can actually see a light. These are the cells underneath, and as you know, one of them has been turned into a little apartment for Tom Smedley. You can't hear anything, but the candle in his room burns, presumably, and you can see the light splashed out on the corridor. Mm. What time is it, by the way? What time is it, Dave? It is now getting later in the day. You've spent a bit of time in the sanatorium, so we're getting close to evening. Okay. Hmm... Smedley, it's me, the spooky lady, the spookers. I'm spooking you out. Tell me where the next place will be. Oogie boogie. What are you doing? I'm yeah, what are you Aiden, doing? why are your eyes closed? <laughs> <laughs> uh, what? Um, I'm doing the thing. You know, he's always talking about them who are coming. I'm trying. I'm pretending to be one of them. No sound comes from Smedley's room. Wake up! But you hear a discreet cough at the top of the stairs. Uh, can I just say, uh, uh, can I make a stealth check? Yeah, I mean, yeah, sh- what, what, cool. Hang, I rolled well, an eighteen. Eight, yeah. Plus, uh, eight, plus one. Yeah, and I, I'm. Uh, my hands are snaking towards the whistle. It's a sleight of hands check, but with 18, all right, opposed by you, Bowie. And 19. Ah. <laughs> all right, um, so Bobby grabs your hand, and it's quite easy because you're now only six feet tall. As you reach yeah, up. Yeah, it was all in the torso. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, we're going to need to chuck this no, fan up. I'm saying. You were eight feet, you were eight feet tall, uh. and you lost two feet. It's it's that's a queen on me. Have you met our Have you met our games master, a joke book from the nineteen sixties? <laughs> Bobby, you sna- you slap his hand away. The last I just push him over. Oh, <laughs> uh, you've won this round, but now to finish me off. <laughs> I scoop him up again in my arms. Uh, uh, okay, so you're gonna walk. Uh, yes, yeah, Smedley. Um, so we're going to go to Smedley's... You uh, walk into Smedley's room? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, so you walk up the corridor and you head into Smedley's room. And the room, this, his meagre things are still there. His bed is there. There is a low shelf with a candle. If you remember, it was all appointed by Pomplamus. And his easels have all are all empty and they have been smashed. And Smedley is gone. And most of the paintings are gone, but there is a smashed painting in the corner of the room. Is there a sign of, like, the locks being broken? Has someone busted him out? Yes. Because <gasps> you look at the locks, you can see that they've all been forced. We've been attacked. Pomplamoose! Pomplamoose! The cough that you heard at the stairs takes another two steps down and coughs a second time. <laughs> and this one was to, by the way, clear my throat. It wasn't to indicate that you were standing in the darkness and wanted some attention. Oh, no. Uh, Senor Beston, uh, that is not... uh, Senor? Yeah. I speak many languages. (laughs) 
it's got code switching. Sometimes I just go between one and the other. Uh, Senor Baston, Don Baston. Say the thing you're thinking about saying. I could tell something flicked through your brain just then. Uh, uh, Japanese best on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Please, best on senpai. <laughs> um, uh, Smedley, um, our uh, dinner guest, for that is what he was meant to be, is uh, no longer with us. How, do, how did he get out? Some uh, men in um, Oods. <laughs> what? Oods. What? In Oods. What? They were wearing Oods. What? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. This is again the bed that you have made gleefully for yourself. Say it again. They were wearing Oods. What? Over their f- aces. <laughs> I can't understand a word you're saying, man. Bobby goes up and grabs him by the collar and pulls him down. He's it's, like, a, it's a big rough, remember? A big rough. <laughs> pulls his big rough down. Says, now listen here. You were in charge. This happened on your watch. I understand. Um, we never make pancakes. any mistakes or do anything bad. This is on you. <laughs> this happened uh, while I was sleeping and I came here. and actually, You were sleeping? Sleeping? He wasn't actually sleeping. This happened while he was returning with the carriage from the sanatorium. Okay, so I was sleeping in the carriage. And I came home and I saw some people in Oods. Uh, what? Oods. <laughs> he, he made half head sack. Oh, right, right, right. Uh, they took uh, our guest... Uh, and uh, I do not know where. How they do you know if you weren't here that they took him? Because I saw some uh, ooded people uh, living in the carriage, and you can make an inside check if you want. Mm. Yeah, you know what? Two. I want to do an inside <laughs> two. No, 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 no. One person. No. Rolls. Three. Okay. <laughs> Regardless of my two, you're suspect. Okay. I. <laughs> You've had it in for us the moment we arrived here. You were the Duke, and we came, and we did Duke Duke. It was and now quite nice being the Duke, being the Duke yes. Yeah. See, he doesn't deny it. He didn't deny he it. He doesn't deny it. What? Get in the cage. Take what? your shirt off. What? Get in the cage. We want to see if you got a symbol of the cult on your body or anything like that. Yeah, yes. strip down. I'll do it too. Yeah, shirt swap. <laughs> Best shirt swap. Starts taking yeah, his yeah, shirt off. Yeah. I don't I want you to feel protest. alone in this. I have put up with a lot from the Dragon Friends. Uh, uh, yes, I was the Duke, as you say, uh, before you came, and I think I've been behaving pretty well. And as he says this, he's untying a cravat, and then there's tiny buttons he's undoing. Yeah. Uh, there is a cult running wild in the... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Village? <laughs> Look, sorry. And you, you accuse me? You accuse me? <laughs> and with that, and with that, he opens 
he, um, wide his shirt, and you can see that his entirely pasty white, very hairless body is uncult scarred. Pants. Alright, well, Baston has already taken off his pants. <laughs> yep. Keep up. Do you know what? 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 what? Do you know what? what? Me what? feel like you're stalling. I quit. I quit this. I quit this whole thing. And you he suddenly gathers up his shirt. And he's, you know he's, he's trembling with outrage. He's just so well-bred and impeccably trained that he's not raising his That's voice. ducal property. What? All that stuff you took off. It's I, on the floor now. And I that's brought this floor. from home. Well, you're... Don't you live here? Yes. <laughs> well, what? What's your plan here? <laughs> no. All right. He's taking off all his clothes. Yes, takes off all his clothes. Yeah. This is an uh, embarrassment. Obviously, I'm not. What? I'm not thrilled with this. But it is less of an embarrassment than working for the. You should hear how they talk about you in the coffee houses. <gasps> and he spits on the ground. And he walks upstairs. Hey, you forgot your spit. <laughs> Keep the change, you filthy animal. <laughs> and Pumplemousse Lacroix has quit the employ. Hey, table, you want a nice, well-paid job? Oh, I'll do anything it if is it gets. Not well paid. <laughs> <laughs> table, I guess, crawling. How do you? How do you? Are you walking on your? On your I think hands? he walks perfectly on his hands. So they're kind of <laughs> long enough that he can put them under his torso and just pop, 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 pop. Oh, he's sort of, you, you cross your stumps. Yeah. Yeah, he walks like R2-D2, but across rough ground. Oh, like, yeah. yeah. All right, you're, you're, you're 25 feet now, and you only have two, ha- two hands, but otherwise, that's fine. Great. <coughs> cool. <laughs> sorry, that was actually me clearing my throat. I'm so sorry to do this, but could somebody please get me a, a lot of water? So just for people listening at home, Ben, who almost died choking on this is not enough water in, in the previous episode, put an entire microphone in his mouth. <laughs> what could go wrong? Now you can investigate Smedley's room if you want to say... Smedley's room, what's the painting of? So you pick... You pick up the pieces of the painting and you bring them into the candlelight. Wait, 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 wait. Somebody has ripped up the painting? Most of the paintings are gone. One of the paintings has been trashed and has been thrown around the room. Ooh, puzzles. So there's only about three or four pieces. It's pretty easy to put together. Mm, Okay, Dave. So I put the straight edges at the edges. That's how you do it. And then in the middle, you fill it in. But you've got to start with the edges. Okay, an hour later, Baston calls (laughs) the others around and you all crowd around the reassembled and then very delicately Bobby just takes two pieces and swaps them (laughs) (laughs) and Baston's like oh yeah that makes a lot more sense Mm -hmm. and you find yourselves looking it is the painting of the fourth gate the one that he had started working on if you remember the stool with three figures standing around it and there was a kind of spear he'd started to draw something on the stool and now you can see a man his shirt ripped open chained back um, with back bent over the stool and three robed figures around him one of them holding a hand and pulling what seems like eldritch energy and script words are spiraling out of the man's chest and head and into the man's hand and on the man's other hand is placed over a book being held by one of the other cultists and he's, as he transfers the energies we're in. How pasty is this man in the image? He, well, he, he, it's not, it's not Pomplamos. Oh, okay, just checking. <laughs> um, 
Do we recognise the man? Are there any features on this man? Yeah, he... Um, oh, well, why don't you make for me a perception check? I got a 19 before. Oh, you got a 19? Yeah. You recognise it's the figure of Thomas Smedley. Smedley? <gasps> Smedley! They've got Smedley. <gasps> Our right, precious medals! Right now they're going to be... You locked him up! Yeah, but you know, it's um, like Stockholm Syndrome, but, w- uh, but when you like the victim. <laughs> Yeah, it's like Stockholm Syndrome, but for winners. <laughs> or what? What about the background of the painting? Where does it look like it's happening, Dave? Um, it's that's an interesting question. There's no windows. The room is dark. It looks like it's underground somewhere. They're in a place right now, sucking Smedley's soul out and putting it in a book. <gasps> okay, guys. We can't bear to think of it. I, I, are there paints scattered around? Yep. Bobby's going to, like, guzzle some paint. <gasps> oh, he's going to yeah. do it again. Okay, so you're going to take some of the paint that, her, um, that has before induced a glimmering-like trance for you? Yep. Okay, remember, last time you took it, something crawled back out, if you remember. There are consequences to taking this. Crawled back out of what? Your mouth, I think it was. You vomited paint and it turned into a bodak. Okay, this is what we're going to do. We're going to uh, lock up a cell so that when you puke, puke into the cell. Okay. Yeah, yeah that correct. makes sense. Perfect. Chug, 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 chug. <laughs> Cadmium yellow. Here I go. <laughs> okay, so you see a... Yeah, you suddenly find yourself walking down an empty city street. It looks like Daggerford, but possibly also Waterdeep. Strange, familiar, yet utterly foreign. Everywhere around you is empty and you are by yourself. This moon is high in the sky and you get the sense that you are walking that familiar city of Carcosa. You know where to walk and your body takes you further forward as you turn into until you find yourself standing in front of a giant facade of a cafe with a swinging in the breeze, a wooden signpost that has a man standing in a dancer's pose, naked, covered in tattoos. Okay. You walk through the doors into this cafe bar, which is also empty, and are drawn downstairs where you find yourself in a basement room with small figures in robes standing around in a circle. One of them taller than the others is... Um, standing and commanding the, the audience as he looks up and you realise again that it's the Herald and he says my children we are so close that where we have failed we have triumphed where we have lost our way we have found the truth and the lady smiles on us once more behold in a single night two gates stand at the precipice of opening <laughs> Then he stops for a second because he feels that wasn't cool, but no one says anything. And so he just keeps going. No one does. Yeah. And he says, we have found the tome and his secrets will be revealed to us tonight. But beyond this miracle of miracles, I have another gift for you. For last night, the others have returned. Behold. And a huge door opens and you get the sense of rose this time maybe 50 hooded figures stretching out in a dark corridor, each of them in small black peaked hoods, and they all take a step forward, and then suddenly your eyes bolt upright and you find yourself vomiting uncontrollably into the cell. As cadmium yellow goes everywhere. I just direct his head 
I hold his head and I pull his hair back. All right, you take cradle him. Another nine points of damage, oh. but you are still lucid. Puke and damage. also because you poisoned the poi- it's cleared your lungs and you are no longer poisoned. Oh, bonus. Um, what did you see? Spill. <laughs> Have I not spilled enough? Um, the illustrated man. The illustrated man. They're meeting in the basement of the illustrated man. Oh, cool. Um, Pomplemousse! Pomplemousse! Uh, uh, I quit you, fuck with. Why are you still here? Don't. Why are you responding to us if you really quit? Uh, force of habit, and I am packing my bag. Well, get the carriage before you do that. No, I will not. I will not do this. I'll give you your pants back. What? I'll give you your pants back. No. Please. All right, I will do it. <laughs> All right, Pomplemousse. Pomplemousse comes downstairs and scoops his spit up. <laughs> it's mine and it goes in my mouth. <laughs> Pomplemousse has a very small, slim attaché case and a pair of pants, and he stands behind the carriage as he says, well, I suppose this is it. Okay, see you when we get back. Bye. Okay, but maybe you will Miss not. You. Wait, can we? Uh, oh, can we have um, eggs and bacon in the morning, please? No, you will not have eggs and bacon in the morning. You will How not do you know eggs. you won't be here unless you make them? Got you. Okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> if you see me again, something's gone very wrong. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and you die. You jump onto the carriage and you are whisked away to the Bohemian part of the caravan quarter to a cafe by day bar by night famed um, spot um, beloved of radicals, socialists and Toulouse-Lautrec anarchists that is the Illustrated Man Cafe Mm. Is there a yeah is there a a racy windmill? (laughs) There's um (laughs) Would it be a windmill but the body of the windmill is a lady and it's like she's doing the veil dance? It's not so much it's not so much a burlesque place it's more like kind of a a hotbed of socialist, anarchist thought. It's a political cafe. There, there is, in fact, there is, like, for instance, there is a sign outside that it, tonight is a combination soapbox, um, poetry slam. Like, there are beatniks. Everyone's wearing black. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Berets. Yeah, there's like, some berets. You hear, like, red, the blood of angry men, black, the, uh, the color in the song. <laughs> like, you hear that wafting out. We never come here. The coffee terrible. <laughs> the coffee is actually famously very good. The best coffee in Daggerford. How do we yeah, not depending know? Depending you ask. Now you are you are. How are you dressed, all of you? Because as I said, this place has politics. I am not wearing pants. <laughs> I am wearing a diaper, fashioned from a pair of pants. <laughs> um, I put my pants back on. Okay. In the carriage. I forgot you were naked. I'm mostly covered in cadmium yellow. <laughs> I can't remember. I've just got regular. I've probably got a ducal cloak on or something. If you said like, oh, I think I might be dressed like a mermaid, I'd be like, yeah, great. Uh, dressed like <laughs> a, a sexy mermaid. bumblebee, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Dave, is the is the building free? We gotta go shopping. Is the building freestanding, or yeah. is it attached like a terrace? No, it's freestanding. So we could sneak around the back and see if there's any windows into the basement. Yeah, if you want to. I think you found a great problem in your interpretation of basement. <laughs> Have you never seen a spooky murder movie where the people escape from the tiny little window that's at the top of the room because they're in a basement? Yeah. Or, the, or the series Cheers, where you can see the... <laughs> Wait, is that bar in a basement? Yeah. All right, are you wow. all scouting? Are you all going to... Tr- 
There is a bouncer in a kind of severe suit with a beret who is standing. Um, suit and beret is a strong look. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a turtleneck as well. Oh, uh, take one thing off before you leave the house. <laughs> Excuse me. You got... This is a lot. Excuse me. Before you leave house, uh-huh. look in the mirror, take one thing off. Me suggest this, and she pulls a sword out of his thing, or whatever <laughs> weapon he has. Make a, de- a post-dexterity check. He rolled a 12. Uh, I got a 18. Filch <laughs> <laughs> draws his sword, which is a thin rapier, and it clatters, and he suddenly looks at her. You have a second to react before consequences. I plunge it into his old <laughs> neck. <laughs> Make an attack with advantage. Oh, boy. Uh, it's nice it. to be Filge again. <laughs> wow, just straight up oh, murder. I got a one and a 16. All right, well, you're lucky that a 16 hits, so that's with advantage. With a rapier is D8 plus your strength, so D8 into plus... Into his here. throat. Surely yeah. that counts for something. D8 plus 7. The D8s are always the hardest dice to the find. The little diamond yeah, ones. They're the, they're the diamond yeah. boys. Yeah, I got a seven. Okay, a seven. Um, plus, plus three. What? Plus three ten. is ten, double to twenty. So he gasping, blood spurting out of his neck. He tries to call for help, but his voice is ruined. And with one hand, he's trying to grab, uh, he starts scrabbling around in panic um, in his pockets. What you looking for? Another look? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me, me hope they're not a uh, eyeglass in there. there is oh, a hope there's not an ASOS shopping basket in there, loser. <laughs> <laughs> and God, to die like that would be so bad. <laughs> Way yeah. to die, the sartorialist. <laughs> Eden, it's your go, but before you go, you hear a scream and you turn around and you see a woman um, in a black bonnet and also a severe suit. Um, with her hand to her mouth and she just screams very, very loudly. She's about 10 feet away from you. Is she down the street? Yeah, there's about three people on the street and now they've all turned to look. And, and I'd you're be up. like, uh, I pull out the, the, my, my badge. Do I have the, do I have the ducal coin? No, Bobby has it. What okay. do I have in my pocket that looks like a ducal coin? You just asked for the coin. Uh, somebody give me the coin real quick. I'll give you the coin. Okay. Oh, Bobby, you can't just, remember who so you has the that. coin. Okay, I turn the coin I'd be like, ducal business, nothing to see here. Make a persuasion check. Oh boy, oh boy. Oh, Nineteen. Nineteen. Plus persuasion, twenty-one, derv. <sighs> All right. <laughs> He's just having a little nappy poo. He'll be up soon. She, it's safer to believe and it. Filch says, take your neck medicine. Good boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, if that man has his neck medicine, well, that's pretty good by me. <laughs> okay. That's her seeing something else. <laughs> what did she see? Uh, she saw she saw a shop with a pun that she didn't understand. What was it? Yeah, what was the pun? What was the store? <laughs> it keeps digging the hole deeper. <laughs> yeah. It was uh, a shoe shop. Yep. Yeah. And it was <laughs> <laughs> it was Shoe will die <laughs> And she saw that and went Oh my god Does that mean I'll die And she went ah! 
But most punters would see that and go, shoe will die. Oh, it's a shoe shop. Nailed it. Well This done. game really needs a mechanic where you can take away a dice of inspiration. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Dave. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> she looks again. <laughs> hey, you want to join our adventure <laughs> <She> party? <blinked. laughs> Simon. It's, it's, it's Bobby Pancakes. <laughs> Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Um, I'm just going to go in the door, in the front. Well, he's, you can't because the thug is still standing there. Wait, isn't he dead? He's dead. No, he's not. He's holding this blood in. His throat is ruined. And oh, he's, he's holding for something his blood in, his... in that he'll be fine. <laughs> he's he's gra- grappling for something in his pocket. Um... I'm just going to um, keep cutting his head off. <laughs> Move Here, along. Take, take I've it. only made it like a little incision. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just going to put it in there in the, or, and then just like... Move it to the side. Make an attack with advantage. This is just neck medicine. Nothing to see here, people. That's Move a, along. It's an 18. 18, yep. Hits. He's got Sneak a... attack, so plus 2d6. It's enough. You know what? <laughs> Bobby walks over and cuts his head off. <laughs> Tom looks with a jealous stare. Oh, some people have all the luck. <laughs> as the body falls to the ground in a heap, there is a blood stain on the door, but otherwise it's remarkably little mess. The fight was very quick. I'm going to go for what was in his pocket. Um, I saw him reaching for what was in his pocket. Sorry. Cool. Inside his pocket you find another whistle. <laughs> Ooh. Um, and, you can also, um, and you can also, if you want... Um, have his clothes and stuff if you want as, as well. Who would fit in the beret the most? <laughs> I mean, obvi- stupid question. It I put be the beret done. on. I put the beret oh, on. Oh, he looks amazing. Does, uh-huh. he, does, does he have any like credentials or anything that would tie him to the lab? Uh, you look underneath and as you pull his shirt off looking, searching for stuff, you can see tattooed above his breast is a symbol of a lampwick knot. This guy was a baddie. I'm going to cut that patch of skin off him. Oh. Bloody Bobby Dexter over here. <laughs> I don't like that at all. <laughs> you hear the woman's voice go, Is this still official Duke business? <laughs> Absolutely it is. Is this medicine that it is? <laughs> <laughs> and that's because she's just seen a fast food store that says you will fry. <laughs> I don't want to fry! <laughs> My life is hell! <laughs> I'm constantly startled by things! <laughs> What that I never wandered into the pun district? <laughs> but I can't get out! Okay, because of your... There's pers- a place that does a really good... <laughs> pad key now. Yeah? <laughs> it's called Time to Tie. <laughs> and she goes... Oh, I don't know if that's threatening. <laughs> okay, you've made such quick work of this that you, and now the street is empty... You have a moment to go in if you want, but there's a body that... that this I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, you're going to have to deal with the body. I'm going to lean the body... 
<laughs> Sorry, Alex just explained her pun to Ben off mic because she thought he didn't get it. <laughs> ben, it's, you know, the word tie. Yeah. It sounds like the word die, so uh-huh. that, that would be threatening. Sure. So do the noise. <laughs> Okay, go home. Please? Go home, lady. Get out of here. Can I please have another bottle of water? <laughs> um, Dave, uh, I... What the, do you do with the body? The, the, the body, I slump him against the wall and kind of cross his legs. <laughs> he has no head. And Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, can I balance it on, on his... Uh, yeah, make a sleight of hand check. Okay, here we go. How good am I at balancing heads on bodies? 15. Pretty good. Pretty good. Best on. I'm pretty good. Yeah, pulls out of a pocket a cocktail skewer and then puts. You never know when a trickle needs swizzling. (laughs) Balances the head on the stump, moves his hands away like he's Indiana Jones, and then he looks at everyone and he's like, yep, we can go now. And I kind of, (laughs) yeah. No, I wanted him to make make him look like he's pensively thinking like a beatnik would. (laughs) You're going to need a few more cocktail sticks. Perfect. And the door swings open. Congratulations. You have made your way inside the Illustrated Man. Awesome. Which, like, honestly, you could have just walked in. <laughs> I like, are, we, are, we, are we a unity ticket on that? Like, yeah, no, I, I, I mean, bounce. But there was a bouncer. Yep, you didn't really talk to him. You've you gone just... to bars before. <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot. Like, he literally. We're over 18. <laughs> We're allowed to just walk into places. Yeah, like, listen back to the tapes, but I think he just said, like, how are you? <laughs> yeah, Hing, if you're listening, I hope uh, you feel vindicated. Oh, boy. All right. Oh, yeah. Into the place we go, which we Wait, this is a turning point. We can't blame it on Hing anymore. <laughs> it's like Hing was inside us all along. <laughs> Is he a Tyler Durden? <laughs> Whoa. He, doesn't, he doesn't exist. Okay, you walk in. There is a small semicircular stage in the corner where there is another figure in a black suit with a pencil-thin moustache who has just finished giving a speech. The last word is Daddy-O and all of the crowd are clicking their fingers. We do click. Right on, man. <laughs> Everybody stops and looks at you all. Excuse me. I just wanted to say that I'm hip to your vibe. Daddy O. Adjust your cre- Adjust and I adjust my um beret. my beret to a jauntier angle. The man in the pencil moustache goes, Well, if you're so hip to her uh, why don't you get up and Oh do don't a you dare Oh <laughs> uh, well sure, what are we all talking about? <laughs> we're talking about the He's a very short man. The patriarchy and uh, <laughs> the uh, we're talking about the uh, you know that poem just now was about the uh, Dukes of Daggerford. Oh yeah, I hate those guys. Yeah, they're the pits. Well, come on up then, hip cat, and he indicates. Oh man, I'm dying inside right now. <laughs> okay, all right. Clicks all around if you hate the Dukes of Daggerford. 
Uh, Why calls out one of them? Oh man, cause they're real buttholes. Dukes, man. Makes me wanna pukes in my own hand, man. Makes me wanna go to the park and feed the ducks. Cause they don't give no clucks, man. The crowd is starting to go wild. Wow. They're really and, and to be fair, a crowd that's going wild sounds like this. You gotta bring down the power if you wanna take a shower, man. You gotta, you gotta fight the dukes if you wanna eat some cukes in your chin. Cause you're feeling thin on cash, man. You ain't got, you ain't got no, no garnish to varnish the inside of your pockets. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, we all are, if they'd only let us be. No, we the actual dukes, remember? Well, I can't remember who the duke right now, but we share responsibility between the four of us. The crowd starts to hiss, or you start hearing hisses. Oh, and hey, man. Spotlight hits Filch. Why not? Yeah. We're the Dukes. <laughs> Does that, is that for good? <laughs> yeah, anyway. Uh, sorry to bother your clicking competition. Uh, good, cool, cool snakes voices, everyone. But we got to go find the cult. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, whatever successes you had had with the crowd, and there was a moment when they would have followed you anywhere, has been completely undercut by that. But we have, best we have reached a certain equilibrium in the room as they sort of forget about the two of you and decide this is some kind of bizarre performance piece, except for the figure, the daddy-o on the stage, who as you move to walk off the stage, places a small, tiny hand, gloved hand on your belt, because he's very small. Yeah. Hey, I like your flow, man. Uh, Thanks, man. Dingo. We have a little party backstage. Say what? We have a little party backstage. Hey, man, I love to party. Well, you know, you can go backstage if you want. Like like, uh, here, how you uh, go. All right, well, that sounds coolio. Why don't you go backstage with me right now? Okay. Is it some kind of gangster's paradise back there? (laughs) (laughs) Are we talking? What are we we gonna... All right. While they're doing this, what are the three of you doing? Table has to, like, just, like, tugging on uh, shirts and be like, anyone kill me? (laughs) Huh? Huh? Are you Uh balancing on one hand while you do that? Yeah. I take a second where I bounce on one hand, I'm like, oh. And then when they like uh, either wave me away or think, hey, that guy's cool. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah. no take. I'm going to sneak. I'm, I think I'm going to try and, and, and go down the stairs to the basement. Okay, make a stealth check for me if you want. If you're trying to sneak behind. It looks like it would. you'd have to go behind the bar because this is all one big room. You need yeah, a f- 15. Okay, a 15. Is uh, Bobby, you're joining? Yeah, I'll go with. Uh, I got a five. Is okay. table coming? Um, do you want to roll as well? Yeah, absolutely, brother. Uh, that is an eight, a nine. Okay, so Filge 
slips away quickly while this guy is talking to Beston. Yes. And Bobby, you try to slip after her, but you are... you. Oh, wait, no. I, I got 15. Oh, the two of you uh, managed to get through, but as you, Table, try to get through, you're intercepted by a bartender who looks down at you and is like, can I help you? Yeah, you can let me through so I can die in undoubtedly a combat encounter. Look, man, we all want to die. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> But this is for staff only. Oh, okay. Hey, man. Uh, Basson talks to Hey, is it cool if my my cool hepcat friend comes with me? He's got no legs. That's how much he hates the Dukes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, He's yeah, a, man. If he hates the Dukes, that sounds then... That sounds interesting, but explain specifically how that follows. Well, it was a kind of like a, a radical protest, man. He was like... Bring down, bring down the patriarchy or I'll take my own legs off. But no one was around at the time, so he did. And then he had to wait for a while to be rescued. And then he did it again, and he had to wait some more time. And now he's here, man. Yeah, it turns out if you cut down a table and no one's around, nobody comes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man, well, your friend seems pretty cool. He can come back with us, but no one else. All right. The two of you are allowed back. He pulls aside, and then before he goes up, he like because uh, the audience, like the pub's still there. He's like, "Hey guys, uh, we're gonna take a little break right now. Maybe go to the bathroom. But uh, when we come back, uh, there's gonna be a certain uh, ska band. I'm not gonna say too much, but shmim uh, schmalt back, perhaps. Anyway, uh, see you soon." All right, so the two of you wander through a velvet curtain into a dark room, and as your eyes adjust to the light, we're going to quickly go to the other two. So, Bobby and Filge, you sneak down into the wine cellar. This place mostly sells wine, and... That's not what a wine cellar means. (laughs) No, 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 no. no, no. That's that's not what I was saying. (laughs) There's big barrels of wine, um... Oh, um, along one side of the wall. And you sneak into the cellar and he goes, ooh! <laughs> <laughs> but it seems to be just a normal wine cellar there, and it's currently empty. There's also some salted meats hanging from hooks in the corner. In the wine cellar? Yeah. Hmm. Um, I'm going to do an investigation check. That's a... 10. <laughs> oh, you got plus 16. 16. Oh, 16. All right, are you... Do a quick investigation, Bobby, and knocking on the barrels, you discover one doesn't slosh and seems to be empty. Ooh. Um, I'm, I open the lid. Uh, so they're, they're barrels. They don't have a lid. Are they on their sides? Oh, so you got to pop the cork? They're on their side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, I roll it out of the way. Okay, so you very carefully, you try to push at it, and the front half of the barrel comes open on a hinge, and you can see that it's a tube leading through the stonework. Ooh. Is it big enough for uh, Filch to fit through? Yes, but it will be a squeeze. Quite easy for you to get through. Okay. Um, I'm going to put my fingers to my lips like a quiet signal and um, go in. Scurry in. Okay, Bobby scurries in and you can you soon find yourself in a complex, a much bigger rabbit warren of tunnels that, you s- that seem familiar to you from your dreams and you realise that you know the way to the large anteroom that you saw before. I, I do. I go. It's bigger as well for Filch on the other side. Okay. I, I, I go there. I do it. I, I follow. 
Okay. Uh, Filch comes in and the two of you scurry down and you find yourselves in a looking over a big room. There's a semicircular balcony and there's a bigger space underneath it and there are figures thronging around underneath, all of them in little hoods and standing on a dais in the centre of it is a what looks like in the painting a wooden stool but you realise it's kind of more like a rack and chained against it is the figure, unmistakable figure of Thomas Smedley about 20 feet below you, 15 feet below you. No one spotted you yet, but it feels like in only moments somebody is going to look up and see you there. And you can hear kind of like, we take the knowledge from the tome. We take the knowledge from the tome. We take the knowledge from the tome. We take the knowledge from the tome, etc. And now we're going to cut to the other room where as the beatnik walks you in, there his face shimmers as his disguise self spell fails and he, as he walks through it, revealing the figure of, I guess, a mop-top gnome as he walks you into a party where there are several other gnomes. The Strahd's gnomes, the gnomes that lurked beneath Castle Ravenloft. What? Although these ones are not as subservient as the ones that used to serve you. Yeah, welcome to party. <laughs> wow, you look different in this lighting. Yes, well, some of us uh, choose to look different sometimes. This is your, uh, this is a pretty good night. You've been running it for a while? No, that's not what we, what? <laughs> How do you get up? Do you need to send tape or can you just get up based on uh, accolades? I, I don't know. I've been here a week. It's not. Wow, uh, d- this you've is been here a crowd? day, in fact. Uh, yeah, it's not very, I don't. Do you, do you want start with five and then work your way up? I don't or know. How much do you pay I, the headliner versus the MC? Do you want a spot? <laughs> oh, well, I don't want to go out there, but if you have one free. Well, we're just sort of like trying to bring about the end of the world, and if you... Right, but there's room in there for some light observational (laughs) stuff. (laughs) I mean, how many people can you bring? Well, uh, (laughs) I've got ten friends, but none of them drink. Okay, well, um... Now, remember, remember, Ben, these guys don't... They, they, they don't know if these people are cultists yet. All that they believe is that these are good anti-establishment types. Sure. <laughs> um, you mentioned something about ending the world. I've got some really tight material that's like, oh, really mean about establishments. I assume that by coming here, you are interested in joining the others. Uh, extremely, obviously. Yeah, yes. Okay. It's so hard to listen to. I know, it's really upsetting. <laughs> it sucks so I had much. to do this for a year, Tom. And you could have stopped it. You didn't need to make the choice. But I made it. <laughs> but I made it, Tom. Yeah, Tom, it sucks. It fucking sucks. We, yeah. can, we can talk about how awful it is. <laughs> um, yeah, we, uh, we, we want to join. You want to join, Table? Yeah, sure. <laughs> Well, I, mean, I don't know how sincere you are. <laughs> <laughs> but you see, but you seem cool. He says in that awful voice. No, but do it more, Dave. Commit more to it. It's fun. You just blow the cheeks out. <laughs> I don't think I can. I'll give it a go. But I'm trying this. I have not tried this privately, so I might discover as I make the sounds that I can't, in fact, do it. All right. Okay. But let's give it a go. All right. <laughs> <laughs> No? No, 
for joining our order. Take sacrifice. I mean, look. And he points over and he said to a tattooist who is sitting in the corner mm-hmm. and there's a lounge and he's just finished tattooing And that a lamp- tattooist sounds a lot like Snagglepuss, <laughs> who Dave will now voice. A lamp wick knot. Is, he's, uh, this gnome has just been finished having a lamp wick knot tattooed above his breast and he's finished and he gets up and your new host says, please, if you were interested, take a seat. Table, after you. All right. And I dash into the seat and put the ta- position my face so the tattoo needle is just above my eye. <laughs> it's being operated by a person, though. Press, so. press. <laughs> <laughs> All right. He... he Moves the tattoo gun ah. <laughs> to your breast. I gently move it up. <laughs> <laughs> he looks to the host for guidance. Well, yeah, okay. Look, I let's compromise. Do it on his forehead. Okay. <laughs> and he does a lamp work on his forehead. Yeah. Ah, uh, cool. Okay. Well, he tattoos him. You have a second one to talk. I'd let to um. Uh, so um, is there some kind of like uh, initiation ceremony I get to go to after I get the cat tattoo? Well, I assume you were one of the faithful already. Yeah. Oh yeah, so hot right now. Excuse me. The dreams. The hot? Yeah, there's a lot of flames in them. You know. Well, I'm not familiar. Oh, well, you probably haven't seen that one. You're probably not a level seven. <laughs> Make a deception check. <laughs> oh, <boy. laughs> uh, oh, motherfucker. All 17, right. 17. Well, le- level 7. I thought there was, just the, there was just the others. No, there's others. <coughs> I am pretty good, yeah. Uh, yeah, I've got a tattoo, but it's already invisible. Well, if you're level 7, we should take you to the Dark Lord. Or let's do it. <laughs> put in a good word for me because I want to be at least a level 2. Hey, be cool, man. All right. Fucking chill out. Well, you know, of course. It's pathetic when you beg. <laughs> in here. He's not stored here. Oh, where is it then? I mean, obviously I know, but if oh, you only the g- Herald knows. Oh, is the Herald downstairs? I want to chat to him. The Herald is not in. Oh, he's everywhere, right? No, he's literally not in. <laughs> Wait, oh. The Herald is coming, but he is not here yet. <laughs> oh, like when will he be here? Soon. Because I've got some other spots around town I need to hit. You know, I, I like- I'm confused. Are you a high-level cultist? <laughs> Or are you still committing to the bit about being a stand-up Yeah, comic? I'm committed to both. <laughs> I'm committed to both. Can't a man be both? That is amazing to me that you can do both. <laughs> you well, kind of have two hobbies and you wait until one of them kicks off to be the career. <laughs> okay, you missed all of this. You finished getting a tattoo of the Lampwick Knot ta- um, table on your forehead and expecting that Baston needs one too to join the cult. You discover that he's just talked to the guy into letting you both in anyway. Well, fair enough. <laughs> Um, uh, so are we going to hit up the ritual or what? It's downstairs. He, he passes you both a blood red glass of wine and he's like, follow me. Okay, c- cool. That's no, don't do that anymore. <laughs> okay, well, that's done with that? <laughs> All right, cool. Now, that- mean- meanwhile. Okay. From what Bobby knows. Yes. It, we've had the information that Von Zarevich is involved in this. Yes. I think seeing all the gnomes triggers something in Bobby. And he sort of really puts two and two together and is like, okay. And he casts Disguise Self as Count Von Zarevich. Ooh. Damn. <laughs> no one's seen you yet. Okay, so great. You, you're going to use the Disguise Self spell? Yep. 
All right. Goodness. (laughs) This is a a hero gambit. So you disguise yourself as that uh, Barovian Lord of Darkness, Strahd, as they chant. As what were they chanting? Then? Oh, they were like. Others? Oh, anyway. They were all like. Some cold bullshit. (laughs) They were like. Take the. Take the thing, put it in the book. Yeah, the book. We learned from the book. Take the thing, put it in the book. Take the thing, put it in the book. Take the thing, put it in the book. That's all fantasy. Now, I want to point out, um, this, is, this may not be an issue. <laughs> this may not be an issue in the low light forced perspective of being up high, but Disguise Self can only give you an extra foot. And Zarevich was substantially taller than you, Bobby. Um, what, can, I, uh, can, he, can he sit on my shoulders or stand on my back? You can sort of lift him up over the balcony, yes. But if you go downstairs, this will probably... How long is my cloak? And are there curtains around? <laughs> you are asking to do a fucking... Are you asking? Are you asking Simon Griner to do a kid sneaking into a film? <laughs> long trench coat. I said there were curtains on all the doors, so yeah, there are long black curtains. You hop up onto Filch's shoulders, make Filch seem one foot shorter to get the size right, and then you swaddle her in curtains, and then you turn into a Dracula. No one has seen you yet. I yell out, Oi, cunts! He is risen! He has risen too early, though. Why has he risen? And as all of the Mop Top Knowns, the others, as they called themselves, turn, they all steal, um, they set their steely gazes on you as hundreds of gnomes watch you. And at that moment, for a reason that makes no sense to you at all, a mouth manifests on your torso. Save some for me. I'm hungry too. <laughs> to find out how Bobby Pancakes dies, tune into the next episode of Dragon Friends. The Dragon Friends are Alex Lee, Eden Lacey, Simon Greiner, and Michael Hing. Our dungeon master is Dave Harmon, with NPC voices provided by Ben Jenkins and live accompaniments by Tom Cardi. Our special guest this week was Tom Walker, with an additional cut-in at the end there by Guy Montgomery. Shakira Khan designs our website. The podcast is edited, mixed, and mastered by me, Hugh Guest, and new episodes are recorded live each month at Giant Dwarf Theatre in Sydney. Until next time... Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.